Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode 229. I'm your host, David J. Palermo, on the way home from one of my best friends in the whole world's wedding, Nick Vieira, if you know him. You know he's awesome. And it's my boy. So anyways, I'm here to get you a little half-drunken Giants and uh, Bills preview. So the Bills are playing the Giants, and uh, Doug's going to have my friend Sean Timmerman on. Really not sure what's up. Probably going to do some video with him. He don't know it yet, but I'll be at his house watching the game. He doesn't know that, that it's going to be hell because I'm really hoping the Bills beat the fucking shit out of the Giants. And here's why. If you don't remember, this podcast is brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast and uh, PunchDrunkSports.com. So just get there. Soon coming webpage. It's about three years in the works. Don't know what's up with it, but it's coming. Proud to be an extension or uh, able to represent some of the funniest comedians on this fucking planet. And uh, the Punch Drunk Sports gang there in San Tripoli, Jason Tebow, Ari Shafir, sometimes Brian Rudband, a.k.a. Sportsman, and also Johnny Woodard coming up with some good fucking shit producing the show. He's also a Carolina Panthers fan, and I was in talks with him, trying to get him on, talking about some McDermott action. So... Here's what I like about the Bills, and we're going to go from there. I forgot what my little tease was before I went into my little punch drunk sports thing. Don't forget, this is brought to you by Burger Designs, and uh, he does the graphic arts for the beautiful website. And I got to say, I can't complain with Nooch. Rob Antonucci is one of the sweetest dudes in the whole world, and um, I appreciate him helping out with this process. We got Tim Avery getting married in a couple weekends, and he's got an article or two coming. Can't wait. Always deep thoughts. He has a great article about Antonio Brown Volume 1 up on the website. All this other Patriots crap happened after the website was written, but it's a good representation of a good member of the quote-unquote Bills member mafia. Okay? So, anyways, here's what I'm looking forward to with the Bills. Tomorrow, watching it with my friend Sean is I used to live with Sean, and um, he's my dude. He won't even listen to this. I'm just going to talk shit about him. But I'm sitting on his couch. I got my little Stevie Johnson jersey on. I'm fucking all like hope and all this shit. And, um, you know, it was the Doug Moron years, and uh, I started the podcast right when Rex Ryan came in. I was so pissed with Doug Marone because it's the first time I learned about coaching um, was to a really keen eye, I mean, where, where I really paid attention was, you know, C.J. Spiller took three years to develop pretty much. Like, it took him the third year under Changi system to finally get like, yo, I got to hit the hole this way and da 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 I can't just hit the edge every fucking time. And then Doug Moron comes in with Nate Hackett, who if you would have told me he was going to be the offensive coordinator of Aaron Rodgers, I would just shoot myself in the mouth. Granted, I was acting like Nate Hackett was going to be the next fucking Bills coach. Oh, my God, there's there's these coaches. There's so many different directions. We're all going to be head coaches of the Bills if Doug Moron goes, right? No. Nope, nope, nope. And that guy was double duty with uh, Nate Hackett in developing a quarterback in EJ Manuel. And he was a rookie offensive coordinator in the NFL and rookie, or not rookie, but a second time or more QB coach. He used to actually work at Trent Edwards and Fitzpatrick whenever he was here first time. 
so with Jerron. Point being is Nate Hackett didn't develop shit in EJ Manuel. He got 17 games, and he was dusted out of Dodge, out of town. And, you know, if there's one beef I have, Bills Mafia, and, and fans of the Bills, is really a lot of the internet Bills fans, they just suck. Or it's just all I hear from or see. And I just don't want to annoy Josh Allen to the Hall of Fame or Sean McDermott or Brandon Bean. Like, let's just fucking relax here. Okay? The Bills won against the Jets. And I was stoked. So fucking stoked. But the first three quarters when there's an egg, a zero for three quarters, I'm like, this is the same shit I saw last year. What the fuck? And the main thing that was important about this game is you got to see what the Bills are freaking capable of. And the number one thing that they're capable of that they showed me that gives me a lot of hope for this season is 17 unanswered points straight. I mean, come on. Incredible job of the Bills. You pull out that win, and you go into halftime pissed off. I talked to, to CJ from the Jets Factor podcast. At halftime, we called each other, and we were I was railing. I'm like, the Bills are going to lose this game. This game should be like 21, 28, nothing. Okay, but the Bills' defense is for real. So let me tell you something. This podcast has been pretty fucking negative last year in 2018, if you want to put as as far as their positivity lens goes. And long story short, I'm going to tell you now, the Bills did something against the Jets game opening week that I have not seen in the Bills in a long time. I cannot remember when the Bills came out with an awesome phase of the ball back-to-back years. Make no mistake, including last game, the last nine games, the Bills' defense has kept teams under 200 passing yards. That's incredible. So to me, I'm looking at things like this. If the Bills can just get their head out of their ass, as far as like stay out of their own way, they got a lot of shit to look forward to. And frankly, I'm not saying Josh Allen is the truth, but all I'm looking for is Josh Allen to work towards being that truth. And the way to do that is to take things and run with them and ensure that you're all set at every position and the depth of the defense is second to none right now as far as that I can think of um the defensive line four sacks Shaq Lawson looked awesome pass blocked he got a sack Uh, I've been saying it before if you want an affordable defensive end why would you not give Shaq a call let's be real here why are you not calling Shaq Lawson I truly do not understand that whole deal. Uh, extend him now. He's good. Trent Murphy, uh, he reminded me of Chris Kelsey. I was watching it with Fantasy Smitty on Twitter, Mike Smith. And, uh, you know, we were talking. If you're a fan of the show, you remember Mike from the draft show, and I've had him on many times on Fantasy Football. And Mike's pretty logical. I like him. Smart dude with, with the football stuff. And eccentric. Fun. And uh, we were both together watching the game, and Trent Murphy just looked like Chris Kelsey. He's there. He's around the ball by happenstance. I don't know. I'm looking for big things out of that, dude. He signed for a good amount of money and just 
I want to see Shaq Lawson out there more, frankly. I think Shaq Lawson is a better player. And I know it's not their guy, but fucking he, he should be out there more. Jerry Hughes looked good as usual. Ed Oliver, wow. Wow, Ed Oliver is impressive. And all I got to say is to the Giants fans is, I was hoping to ask Sean this on there. I had this cute question. Maybe I'll do a live video tomorrow and stomp him. He Again, he won't listen to this. And I'm going to ask Giants friend Sean, who would crush my spirits when I'd sit on his couch living with him and the Bills would just get smeared on TV. And we would watch it because his team was, of course, on primetime, the Giants and the Cowboys or something stupid, or the Giants or somebody else. To, just the Giants at all the awesome times, okay? That's all you got to know. The Giants and their fucking mediocre bullshit, playing another mediocre bullshit Cowboys team at the time, to square off in a mediocre Sunday night football match. Great. <laughs> fucking great. So this is what I got. I'm at Sean's house, sitting on the couch, getting fucking ridiculed and laughed at. And I was, like, at a point of being violent. Like, that's how serious I was about the Bills. I was just like, yo, yo, me. You know, you know what I mean? And, and... Every year, reality struck me down. And, and frankly, that's how I fucking felt watching the Bills against the Jets the first three quarters. I was like, what the fuck is happening in my life right now where I am sitting and watching this? 2018 was so hard for me. It was so hard for me. And the way that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott work allegedly is well, we make we make calculated decisions, meaning you sit on your hands until people aren't worth anything. Sign Calvin Benjamin, sign fucking a bunch of other people and contracts and whatever the hell and we caught this guy and you know this is roster's a lot better shape than we got not really not really there's a lot of first round picks that were on other teams on the bills like percy harvin all these other guys yeah he was hurt a lot yeah i bought his fucking jersey and i'm gonna mention his name because i bought the jersey i got the investment but okay all in reality the bills should be able to beat the giants and all i gotta say is defensively for the bills Stop Saquon Barkley. It's common sense, obviously. And, and, and the most important thing is make Eli throw, please. And the thing is, is Golden Tate is suspended, okay? Their dude, Shepard, who is their number one target now, he is in concussion protocol, but he could be lifted anytime. Also, um, you know, they got this tight end, Ingram. He gets a lot of targets. I believe he had... 12 targets last game, uh, Evan Ingram. So, you know, the Giants are pretty injured. There's another receiver they have. I forgot his name. Fuck, it's in my notes right here. Sorry, it's a little dark here. All right, so they have another guy who actually has a uh, hamstring. And, you know, this team, according to Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills, Listen to his podcast. I'm on my way to the sweating here. And he was saying that that's really significant, the wide receiver injuries, because the Giants run three wide receiver sets a lot, like 90% or more. And, you know, the Bills defense is real. The Bills defense came out game one. And show that they picked up and then some from last season. That said, this is one game. This is one game. One game. The Giants are actually not favored. And uh, the line, at least a couple days ago, was minus two for the Bills. So the Giants will get two points 
on this spread. And, and frankly, I'm not sure what to think here. I would not be shocked at the Bills' loss because I think a lot of people are looking at this as a shoe and victory. But hey, they play the games for a reason. You got to make shit happen. You got to play the game. And hey, the, the Bills beat the Green Bay Packers in Buffalo. Okay, the Bills have come back to beat the Oakland Raiders late in a game, you know, almost eight, nine years ago at this point. You know, who says that the Giants couldn't beat the Bills? I mean, that the spread's so close, you might as well flip a coin. And, again, the Bills won because their kicker missed two kicks, amounting to four points. And the kicker, or and the Giants also lost C.J. Mosley, which then... Nuchberger Designs, player of the game, Devin Singletary, torched the defense running for 17 yards a clip against the Jets. I mean, that running back was a good find, but hey, dude, it's one game. It's early. Yeah, sign the guy. I have him in both fantasy leagues I'm in, a 16-team leaguer. Wait, is it both? Not sure. I think so. Pretty sure I got both of them. And, or in both leagues. And point is, is the Bills came out with a modern offense, okay? This wasn't a 17-16 win where I'm like, wow, you squeezed this out. How are you going to do this? No, they came out passing 19 straight times. I am not the one to leave the asterisk there. I usually was the guy to be like, hey, it wouldn't be an interception if. It wouldn't be an interception if. It wouldn't be a loss if. Well, guess what? The if and the asterisk don't get put into the fucking column of interception or loss. It's out of there. Fuck that. Don't worry about it. Cole Beasley. Man, Josh Allen was looking like a Peterman impression with four turnovers. Holy fuck. You know, but the thing is, it was so early. You can't beat time. You can't put some more time on the clock, and you can't take away more time unless you are in control. And I like that the Bills tried to come out early, passing 19 straight times. Thank fucking God. Like, thank fucking God. Holy shit. And all these Bills fans are like, oh, my God, Josh Allen's the truth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, motherfucker. You're a fucking Bills fan. This is what Buffalo Bills, the 90s football, looked like. In the fucking air. Big runs. Fucking good shit. The one thing is, the Bills did no play action weird and what's funny is a lot of teams are really good off play action they just don't do it and the percentages are good outside the pocket they don't fucking roll out more they the nfl is weird we just kind of do things where we do it point is wrapping this up soon if the bills defense can stop saquon barkley and he cannot get to the second level get ben don't break you make Eli throw long. The Bills are great in third and six in long situations. The Bills are really good. Really good in those situations. If they can get there, third and longs, oh, wow, watch out. I think the Bills can come back with Josh, Josh Allen and really do some decent damage as far as controlling the ball and hopefully getting some points up. I don't know if they can regularly get points up. But what I'll tell you is they have me really looking forward to it. Why? Because they showed they can do it. I could buy into a team as long as I have an example of them doing it. 17 straight points. Is that an anomaly? I don't know. But they showed they could do it. How did that happen? Well, Josh Allen progressed a lot. 
he saw a lot of, uh, of things where he needed to go in, in the right areas right off the bat. You see this guy reading coverages a lot better than he used to and recognizing mismatches. Cole Beasley had two, Josh Allen had two picks, one off of Cole Beasley's hands. And I don't think he really could have put it in a better spot. You can get fickle with it. You can say a little bit less touch. You can say fickle as far as placement, but it wasn't, he wasn't going to die. The ball popped up. Interception, pick six from C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley goes out of the game. The Bills win. Okay, Jets fans, are, you can blame Sam Darnold. You can blame C.J. Mosley, and you can blame your fucking kicker. Bills fans, you could say you won the game because of the kicker. C.J. Mosley going out. Okay? It, it, it just is, you know? But I thought the Bills defense did a good job. I can't complain. All right. Lastly, one last thing to address. Sean McDermott and the Bills are putting up on the screens Pat Shermer's quote of Josh Allen saying that he could be a starter in the NFL. Joe Marino talked about this topic in a way that I liked. Again, Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills. I'm not here to lift his take, but I'm in parallel thought. Um. You know, Pat Shermer cannot talk bad about the pick of Josh Allen. The quarterback is the end-all, be-all, right? That's what's marketed to us. That's what's told it is the head of the, the offense, really. So it starts there. And, uh, you know, that quote was put on the TVs everywhere, and some beat reporters picked up on it. And one thing that I raised an eyebrow to was, there was a stupid little camera in the locker room after the Jets win, and it was like hungry or humble and hungry or hungry and humble was the quote. McDermott's like, hungry and humble in the media, boys. Let's go. Great win. And it's just like the Bills are so in this we're worried about what people think fucking mentality, and honestly, I think it's got to stop. I think they're too worried about is Josh Allen leadership role? He really led the team. Of course he did. Cool. It's the nature of the position, yada, yada, yada. The thing is, is there's so many cool things to talk about. The bone I have to pick with the Bills is stop putting so much pressure on the fucking players. As in, like, run a different story besides leadership. This isn't March. We don't got to hear about leadership after game one. They won nothing. They won one game in the division that counts as two. And to me, that was a must-win game. Let's get the shit rolling. But the, the fact that you have to go and put fucking Pat Shermer's quote on in the locker room, look what they're saying about you. Fucking dumb. Fucking dumb. Lame. 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 I hate it. It's so stupid. It's so gross. Your motivation should be yourself, your family, feeding your fucking self. That should be your motivation. If it takes Pat Shermer's quote about a fucking quarterback who was super inaccurate in college and he can't say anything nice about Josh Allen because he took a fucking running back in 2018 as team won five fucking games, like David Gettleman is the GM of the fucking Giants and he was the GM of the Panthers and that's who Brandon Bean came in with and McDermott. 
And answer fucking Sanders, the guy who took a running back. Like, what the fuck? Saquon Barkley's good, but it's the same difference as getting a good fucking linebacker. What's it matter, year one? Who fucking cares? He could have had a quarterback developed by now, or at least a year in. Just like the Bills could have had Mahomes. They could have developed him, but the Bills wouldn't have had the coaching. That was my beef with Josh Allen. You've heard me say it many times. Will the Bills have the coaching to support the kid? So, stop worrying about fucking Pat Shermer's dumb quote. He can't say anything anyways. And it's like, what, are the players... So Josh Allen scored a fucking super high score in a Wonderlick test. Is he not smart enough to figure out the posturing from the Bills? The fucking... The, the, the whole... We need motivation. Look what they're saying about you. And it gets in the locker room. And the pandering to that shit is so stupid. It's dumb. It's gross. And I'd rather... You just not even do that. So that was a hot button topic on pro football talk and every fucking place. And it's just stupid. The Bills should have a good game against the Giants. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I feel like the Bills drove down the field all the time with their offense. And they could have had more points if the ball didn't get turned over. So really, the Bills could have been up by a lot in this game against the Jets. They'll repeat that against the Giants. They'll be up against that team. They'll be up against it. I can't wait. I'm extremely excited to see what's going on with it all. And lastly, let's have a good time. Lay off of Josh Allen. Lay off of everything else. Just let the kid develop. All right, he's going to have Brett Favre in there, and I'm cool with it. Let him do his thing. And just don't anoint him to the Hall of Fame or the fucking Bills wall, okay? Let's just relax here. Have fun with it. Enjoy the defense. Tremaine Edmonds looked good against the Jets. I'm really soaked on the Bills defense. I mean, Jordan Porter is a super smart football player. So is Micah Hyde. Man, great safety tandem. And be stoked that the Bills came out and built off of what they did last year, okay? They supported Josh Allen with Moneyball in the O-line. They did not go about this offseason the way I would have. But, hey, my offseason went two years ago in my defense, and it was with new coaches and Peterman. But like I said, the Bills clearly listen to this podcast. The offensive line coach is gone and the QB coach, and now we're ready to develop Josh Allen starting now. So give Josh a, a chance. Don't buy into the shit uh, uh, of – Hey, he's made it. Hey, whatever. Hey, whatever. Because you're just speaking on a hollow drum. This is Buffalo football. Okay? And the marketing team is way farther ahead than the actual football team. I guess all I'm saying really is, is, you know, pump your brakes. Give it a minute. Let the team get better. And and I have faith that the team will. But I don't like when everybody puts, like, a, a huge, like, standard on everything. And... Things that, okay, it's figured out. No, this game, if you follow that logic, the Patriots would have been never making the playoffs because every year we're like, man, are the Patriots dead the last few years? And then what happens? They they do something crazy. So keep your head together. Thank you for tuning in to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. I am your host, David J. Palermo, and it's been episode 229. 
And as always, tune in on numbillsfan.com, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. Thank you for subscribing everywhere on iTunes, Overcast Radio, Stitcher Play, and, uh, you know, Google Play, whatever. Uh, I said Stitcher Play, sorry. Um, so thank you to Neutschberger Designs. Hit him up if you need design work. Very reasonable. He's on my Instagram as Robin Antonucci, and I believe he has an Instagram. I need to double-check that. And... Uh, as always, tune in for a pre, post, and halftime show on Instagram Live at Numbills Fan everywhere. And uh, hey, keep your heads on. Looking forward to a good win. Game will go either way. As in, like, it's going to be I, I, confident in a Bills win. Stop, Saquon, you win. Make Eli throw long. End of story. If the Bills don't have the turnovers and they can even get three points uh, every drive against the Jets, even first half, I mean, come on. They're moving the ball. So against the Giants, I don't expect that to happen. Once you show you can do something, I, I believe you can do it again. So I'm in a really good spot with the Bills right now. Really good spot. I just don't want that Jets game to be the anomaly of the season, and I hope it's more of the constant. Thank you, everybody, again, for listening to The Rambles, and I'll be back. Take care. I'm your host, David Palermo, and uh, follow everywhere. See ya. Brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast and .com.